you know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 mo Mootsy, the one the only once again if you get a message from me on instagram it's a fake account it still hasn't been deleted <laughs> bj you need to make a call to mark zuckerberg help a brother out here he's still terrorizing the internet pretending to be me i know you're laughing but i ain't laughing it ain't funny Hey, you know, Day two uh, you know, of having my identity stolen. Uh, I don't like it. Okay. So right. if you get a message from any Instagram account that is not my Instagram account, Mo Moonsy, no underscores, no numbers, just my name. It's fake. Beware. But I'm joined as always by the one and only Mr. BJ Armstrong. Real name. No gimmicks. No gimmicks. A lot on the... Oh, a lot, a, a lot of... NBA games here. Oh, a, man, a, I love it. I love on it. On a I Sunday. Yeah. I love it. Let's get to I love it. it. Someone, Let's get to it. You know, this is the final week of the season now we're approaching. And um, mm-hmm. as I texted BJ today. I said, BJ, what time do you want to record? He said, after the Mavs versus Hawks game that he was watching. I said, okay, cool. What? I feel like we talk about Dallas a lot. Yes. We're going to have to talk about them a little bit more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know what BJ is going to say. You guys at home know what BJ is going to say. But what, what, what am I going to say? Is what am I going? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? We know. We, I'm going to get it on a T-shirt for you. Luka Doncic What's needs it? to pick a position to guard. Okay, I'm going to put it on a T-shirt with your face on. But let's well, get into this. Uh, let's get into this because I know you're about to go off. Before the game, I don't know if this is before the game or after the game. I'm looking at PlayoffStatus.com, which is a website that ranks every team and it gives them the probability based on the remaining games of what seed that they're going to be in the playoffs. So for example, the Nuggets have got a 99% chance of being the one seed. Grizzlies are at 67% chance of being the two seed. Uh, The Suns are probably definitely going to be the four seed and so on and so forth. Right. And um, by by the way, that's uh, pretty interesting that the Suns have got 91% of, of being fourth. They're locked in there and the fifth seed the Warriors got a 23% chance. The Clippers have got a 37% chance. So it's more than likely going to be one of those two squads. So that's going to be an interesting first round. But I digress. I don't know if it was before the game or after the game that Dallas lost, um, but they had an 18% chance of getting the 10th seed. Nine, 9% chance of ninth, 3% chance of eighth, and less than 1% chance of seventh. So their chance of making a playoffs is pretty much over. They've got to make the play-in. I've got a tweet sent in by Louis who says, Dallas is officially in the end game. If OKC wins their game, which right now they're going on against the Suns, I think the Suns are about to win, um, the Mavs will have to win their final three games and the Thunder or Timberwolves will have to lose all of theirs because the Mavericks don't owe the tiebreakers against those two. Otherwise, they're going to be eliminated. And it's not a nice position to be in where you're relying on other teams losing for you to qualify for the postseason. And you've got to win your games too. And uh, given uh, Dallas Mavericks form, they've got to go and play the Kings. They've got to go and play the Chicago Bulls. And they've got to go and play the San Antonio Spurs. So they might go one and three, uh, one and two, or two and one. I don't know. I don't know if they win all three. So interesting times for Dallas, who were expected to be a top four seed this year, just coming off a Western Conference Finals run. BJ, what did you see in that game that jumped out to you? Because it feels to me like the, Jason Kidd listened to the podcast. The uh, Dallas, you're talking about the Dallas game, correct? Yes, sir. Well, 
I was just interested in the game because I I I love the the, the competition that the guys were playing with, right? And I, when I when you text me earlier, I was flipping through, and I was like, oh, this is a very competitive game. Like you could see the competitive spirit um, of the, the game. The, the franchise is interlinked. They traded Luca for Trey on draft day, so there's a natural yeah. link between them, and they both have something oh. to prove. Both teams disappointing. Yeah, and so I was just watching the game, and then I got intrigued, you know, by the matchups, what they were doing. And then as I'm watching, you know, Coach Kidd and his staff, they put in Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. And I was like, you know, I I, I, I love the Vigs. I, 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 love, I, I love the big guy. So I was like, Clint Capella, John Collins. JaVale McGee, you know, yep, Christian Wood. So I was like, okay. It's 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 always funny to me how the game always reverts back as we get closer and closer. And then in the playoffs, it just goes right back. So it's kind of like the regular season is one thing. And then when it's time to win, the game reverts back. And then I started watching the sets they were running. Then I started watching how they started just trying to find the right matchup on the floor to play offense against. And I, and then I just, and then I, I I was all the way in and it was a great game. Went into overtime, Atlanta eventually won, but it was just the, it was a great regular season game. I mean, I I love games like that. And unfortunately the team had to lose, but it was a really good game. What did I see? I just saw two teams really battling Dallas clearly wants to win and get to the playoffs or the play in. But overall, I just um, I, I was just I love it when teams just lay it out on the line and, and play and play to play to win. And it, what a great game to watch on a Sunday afternoon. A few things stood out to me. Um, number one, Kyrie Irving hit another amazing, tough bucket that only Kyrie Irving is capable of doing just down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think it was like the second last possession for Dallas in the game or third last possession. He was hot. So then when it comes to Dallas having a chance to win the game, the ball's in Luca's hands and Kyrie's kind of stood there. Luca gets double teamed. He finds Christian Wood who drives, gets fouled, goes to the free throw line. But Kyrie being after just making that basket, the next possession down, not getting touch of the ball. I get it's Luca's team or however you want to phrase it, but go with a hand. Um, and then when you go to overtime, there was like three or four possessions before Kyrie even touched the ball again. And when he did, before he even got the ball, you knew he was going to shoot it. So he got the ball, ran down the court and just pulled up for three because he ain't shot the basketball in a long time. So you knew that was going to happen, and now he's cold and out of rhythm. So the offense for Dallas was a big concern. I think the first like, out of the first five possessions, the only basket they made was the Jerome McGee assist to Christian Wood. Um, the other things that concern me, Jason Kidd, I know you're a big fan of him, and I, I'm not trying to disrespect him in any way, but his coaching, it baffles me. Um, the fact that it's only now, this late into the season, maybe he heard the episode that we did, but he's starting to play... Wood and McGee together at the same time. And it started to work so well down the stretch. He got them back into the game. And uh, to the point where in overtime, you couldn't even sub the guys out. So they're just playing non-stop minutes, which is very interesting. I think even the commentator said, when the heck was the last time Jason Kidd made a substitution? So he went from making no timeouts to making no substitutions now. Um, so that's a bit worrying for me. And given his track record in Brooklyn and Milwaukee, it's, it's interesting that he's still coaching, especially on a team that has aspirations of competing at the highest level. So those are the things that stood out to me from, from this game. Um, Dallas. Now, if they don't make the play in, 
with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. I don't see a world in which Kyrie Irving stays after they miss the play-in. And I don't see a world in which uh, someone in our Discord server the other day, a Mavs fan, said that, oh, it's okay, we're just going to rebuild around Luka. I don't think you can rebuild around MVP candidates and they are happy that you're rebuilding. I don't see how that works. So I've said it before on the show. I think it's a ticking time bomb that Luke Doncic is going to go. But i got to say, how great is it that the end of the regular season now, because of the play and so many teams have got a chance to still compete. And it's making all of these games absolutely fascinating for us to tune into because so many teams have now got so much to play for. That I think it's amazing. I think it was a great idea, and um, I'm excited to see more as the uh, as the final week of the season unfolds. BJ, which teams, in your opinion, are under the most pressure going for this final week of the season? So not pressure to win a championship, but under the most pressure this final week of the season. Well, without question, you know Dallas. Because I don't think anyone anticipated, myself included, anticipated them being in this position this late in the season. Mm-hmm. I, I I liked what they did over the summer. I, I was a huge fan of when they when they picked up Wood and McGee, and it just hasn't happened for them. I mean, it, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened for them. I think another team that is, is under pressure is the Chicago Bulls. I think the Bulls. You know, with last year and the way they played, I mean, just a year ago, they were like in first place, right? For some reason, yep, yep. what were we talking about the Bulls in first place? Yeah, it was a year in, ago? Uh, it was up until January after they'd signed DeRozan and Alonzo Ball, and then the injuries hit and they started to free fall down the standings. Yeah. So I think the Chicago Bulls and the Dallas Mavericks right now, and probably more so the Bulls more than any team, you know, right now, um, I would think. They would feel the pressure. Dallas clearly, I think, feels the pressure. But the Chicago Bulls, I know they I know they want to get in the playoffs, right? They want to get in the play-in. And I think, you know, if you looked at what their season, I think both of those teams, you can say this, but I think the Bulls, they would tell you that them just getting in the play-in was probably a disappointment. Mm-hmm. From, you know, I think what they thought they could be. And I know they've been hit by the injury bug and, but I think this is a team that clearly wants to be in the playoffs. They feel they are a playoff team. Uh, however, it's uh, through injuries and just the way they've been playing this year. I mean, they. I think they're probably in tenth or eleventh. Yeah, they're, they're tenth, the and, and I think six games. They're the guaranteed, almost guaranteed. There's a ninety-nine percent chance that they're guaranteed to finish in either ninth or tenth. Um, okay, I don't think that there's a statistical probability that they drop down unless they lose all their games and the Pacers win all of theirs. I don't think that they'll miss the playoffs. I think they've got the 10th seed all locked up. I think for me, obviously Dallas is under the most pressure, but an underrated little storyline here that is interesting to me is I think in the Eastern Conference in particular, home court advantage is going to be so important. Reason being, Mm. We saw it last year with the Celtics and the Bucks when the Bucks opted to rest their players on the final game of the season and the Celtics didn't. And the Celtics had a better record and therefore home court advantage when they met. And they ended up winning game seven at home to eliminate Milwaukee. But this season, right. you've got the Bucks, the Celtics and the Sixers. They're the top three teams that everyone thinks is going to win the East. The Cavs, they're nice. They got a shot. The Knicks, maybe they get hot. But, okay, cool. Your first round matchup, you're going to be playing 
the Brooklyn Nets, the Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks, Raptors, or the Bulls. Cool. But then in the second round, two of those three teams are going to have to play each other. The Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers, two of them are going to meet in the second round. And no disrespect to the Cavaliers or the Knicks or the Nets or the Heat or whatever, but I'd rather play one of those guys than the Bucks, Celtics, or the Sixers. So I think getting that number one seed is very important. The Celtics had it all year. They slipped up a little bit. Now Milwaukee have it. Milwaukee are on 55 wins. The Celtics are on 54 wins. The Bucks have got three games remaining. The Celtics have got four games remaining. Now, if Milwaukee decides to rest their players in a couple of those games to get ready for the postseason, they lose a game here or there, and the Celtics win, the Celtics could take that first seed, meaning that the Bucks and Sixers have to play in the second round rather than the Celtics and the Sixers. And they may live to regret that. If you want to look at the Celtics' remaining schedule, they play the Sixers on Wednesday. They play the Raptors. They play the Raptors twice, in fact. And then they play the Hawks, which is a tough schedule. They're going to have to handle business. Whereas on the other hand, actually, the Bucks have got four games left. They've got the Wizards, the Bulls, the Grizzlies, and the Raptors. So I think more than likely, Milwaukee are going to have the number one seed. But if they decide to start resting their guys... You never know. And it could be, I don't know if they're going to learn from their mistakes last year, or it could be an underrated storyline going into the playoffs that all right, we decided to rest our guys and we took the second seed rather than the first seed. And now we've got to go and face Joel Embiid for seven games. You know, okay, that's great. I, 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 once the playoffs begin, the records are 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> that's correct that's correct yeah 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 so all of this and we know mo you know have we said many a times or i've said many a times the regular season the teams play one way the mm-hmm. postseason the teams play another what you did in the regular season doesn't matter you have to play you got to win four out is four games out of seven and it doesn't it doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. Now it does matter because you know you get home court advantage and and traditionally home court, you know, there is something to be said about playing in home court. However, you got to show up and you got to play. So when I see teams trying to say we would rather play against this team, I think that always backfire. If you want to be the best. There's only one team oh, this year will win the final game of the season and be named champion. There's only one. And if you want to be the best, you got to beat them. So mm-hmm. whoever that may be, let's play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's play. So I'm not going to allow myself to begin to think that way because that's not how <laughs> a champion thinks. <laughs> now, if you guys want to go down that path, I'll listen patiently and <laughs> and move on. But I, I okay. Milwaukee – Milwaukee feel they have a chance to win the championship. So do you think that they should rest their players so that they're fully healthy and ready for the I think the Milwaukee Bucks should do whatever they have to do to be healthy to get to the playoffs. Now, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Get healthy and be ready to play. So when you get to this time of the year, health is priority number one, two, and three. I don't know if that means resting. I don't know what that means. But what I like to do is I want my guys in condition, and ready to go when the playoffs begin because resting and not playing it's just kind of like you sweep in a series and you're off for two weeks hey i i don't like that because you got to be in condition Mm -hmm. rest no one's i had a coach who used to always say you can't win a game in the locker room (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So let's get out here and get it. So all of this resting and all of that. All right. That's great. It sounds good. Sounds fantastic. All the theories, all of the things. You better be ready to go when that, that ball is, is thrown up in the air for tip off. And mm-hmm. so I, I would hope that they would play. I would hope that they would be in condition and ready to go because Mo is nothing like being upset on your home court in the playoffs. Okay. Well, we talked about the CBA yesterday. Um, and literally as soon as we finished recording, more details were announced about other changes coming into the CBA. Uh, So I want to discuss a couple of those. Uh, The league's new collective bargaining agreement will give players the ability to invest in NBA and WNBA teams. Interesting. Do you see a world where players get some sort of shares in a team as part of their salaries? Yeah, I, I, I think they need to clarify that because... Like I, I listen, if you can start investing in teams, let's say free agency, the, the Knicks said the Knicks share would be worth more than let's say the New Orleans Pelicans share. Yeah. So that to me, that's like doesn't sound right. I think what they're probably saying is well, I don't know. I think what I am, you know, hearing from this is the following. Let's say Mo has a, a bottled water company that sells bottled water at one of the arenas that's owned by the team. I think you, a player, can invest in that as well. Mm-hmm. That the team may have a, 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 well, a financial. When we had Spencer Dimity on the show, he said that he wasn't allowed to put his company as a sponsor of the Brooklyn Nets because he wanted to buy the logo patch sponsorship. Of no, of the wizards, I think he was on at the time, right? And they wouldn't let him buy the logo patch of the wizards, so maybe it's that. But uh, there was more information. It said players will be able to invest in NBA slash WMA teams via the NBA Players Association selected private equity firm, an unprecedented opportunity in US pro sports. And then there's a couple other things we're going to talk about in a sec. So it looks like the NBA Players Association is setting up uh, or partnering with a private equity firm. And players can put their money in and own a share. I guess that would be of like all teams then. I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I guess. I, I Yeah, it, it it wasn't clear to me. It sounds good. But listen, let's say, you, Mo, you and I owned 100% of a business. Mm. Why are we passing out shares? <laughs> we have a successful business. Why are we passing out shares for what? How how is that going to benefit? But again, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta read it. You gotta see it. Yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of times things are reported sound better than what they really are. So let me see it before I really have a, a view on so uh, or an opinion on it. Another thing is that players will have the ability to promote and or invest in cannabis companies. Which okay, cool. Uh, Alan Iverson is involved in one now. A whole bunch of different players are involved in in cannabis companies. But the one that baffled me is the ability to promote slash invest in sports betting companies. I don't understand a world in which the athletes can invest in betting on the games in which they play. Shams Trainer says... 
They can do endorsement deals with sports betting companies with complete separation from gambling component of the business. But I do not understand how you are going to be able to have a Bet365 advert <laughs> with LeBron James on it, for example, and then you place your advert on whatever betting company it is, and then let's say he, he misses a game-winning shot, and the odds were really favorable on the Lakers losing by two points. I don't understand how that's going to look or work. Well, well, listen, we, we are in a business now where, you know, whether it's the MGM, you know, is it 365? Is that the name of the company? I, I don't know. It's just. Uh, yeah. The, those companies, they do big business with all professional sports here in America. Yeah. I think it's inevitable now. It's it's just it, it, it's inevitable that you're going to say you can't do business with them, but you can do business with the league. So the league has made a decision. It's a it, it, they can if they can do business with the league, and the players who play in the league, why can't they do an individual deal with the player? Like, well, it's just too much money involved now. So I I don't know. I, I'm not here to judge. They're investing a lot of money into professional sports. That's just what it is. They're investing in everything. And they are probably right now, with the exception of television, they're probably second right now as far as investing in professional sports. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what it is. And... Do you, you, see, do you see the floor and the logic here? Well, it's business. Okay, business rules. Business rules. At the end of the day, like, yeah, I mean, I we can have an opinion and we can say all of these things based on you know, you know, you know, our our, our incidents that have happened in the past. However, no one can deny the business. They're pouring millions and millions and millions of dollars into it, and if this league is going to survive. When I say survive, if this league is going to move forward, okay, and pretend and and continue to be prosperous, they're going to be a major player in that idea. Okay, and what what can you do? But so a players association has gone and secured this deal for its members, where they can make money off this sports betting, right? And okay, that's cool, but. Just this past week, we've had multiple stories from NBA players talking about how sports gambling has affected the way fans interact with them and the experience of their lives okay. as human beings trying to do their job. So now okay. you have athletes who are unhappy about how fans treat them based on the effects of sports betting, but now they're going to be the face of the adverse of these companies that they are not happy about fans taking so seriously. Not to mention, you're going to have millions of young people who are impressionable and look at these guys as role models advertising something that could potentially destroy their lives. Destroy their lives how? Like, give me an example. Like or, gambling. Like, what are you... like people whose lives fall apart from gambling, placing bets and losing all their money. So are you blaming? Who are you blaming? What's who's, I'm not who's the victim? I'm not blaming the the victim is the children who are impressionable and think that gambling is a normal thing to do. That's that would be the victim. 
the blame can be put onto multiple people. The, the person taking care of the child, the gambling companies, the league, the players, whoever. I don't know. But when it's so easy to place bets, all you need is a mobile phone. It's not like an athlete's on an alcohol, but you still have to have an ID to go into a store. There's ways that you could get onto these betting apps without ever proving your age. And then who knows what happens next? That is, in my opinion, very risky to do. Okay, I all right. And in the end, they want to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into this business. It's a business decision. Mo saying but he's they, willing but to they're give up. gonna invest in that money into the business with or without the players doing the commercials for them because they already okay, have who play who plays in who plays in the league? Players. Okay, so why can't the players participate in the business in which they're playing? They are the business. Yes. Okay, so why not? Why can't they participate? If you don't make a decision, either we all participate or no one participates. Okay, I would I, I would pick that. no one if it was down okay, to then. me, but it's well, not down to me. Okay, well, I, I think that you no have one. to have ethics and everything that you do, but maybe that's just okay, me. Yeah, maybe that's just yeah, me. Pick no one. I don't have a problem with anyone's opinion. Most picks no one. All right, make your case. Make your case. However, in the world in which I've seen in my short time here on the planet, very rarely do I see people turn down hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> They'll always figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be. I'm, I'll be completely transparent with with yes. our listeners here and you. Not hundreds of millions, but I have turned down life changing money from betting companies who wanted me to work with them. And if I had taken that money, all of the problems mm. I have in my personal life, I would not have any problems. But I took the decision and said, well, a lot of my listeners and a lot of my followers are impressionable young people. And if mm -hmm. I, being someone that they listen to and maybe some of them look up to, are telling them to go and place their bets here and X, Y, Z, that could be detrimental to their lives. So for the greater good, I chose not to do those deals. Now, was that a bad decision? Financially for me, yes, absolutely devastating. But we're not going to go into that. However, <laughs> I like to think I've done something good. Maybe not everyone operates like that, but it is what it is. It, it, because I've yeah, seen it, that's what I'm saying. I've it seen is. people exactly. I know lives literally fall apart from addictions to gambling. So do your thing. Everyone's responsible for making their own decisions. But I just think young people need to be protected in some regard from things that they might not be able to make rational decisions about if they don't have all the answers. That's just me though. Oh, well, uh, yeah, absolutely. I can respect that. Well, I can respect that. I respect your decision, how you came to that decision and all of those things. However, in this business that we're in, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't I so can simple. also understand how they're saying, wait a minute, there's hundreds of millions of dollars. They're pouring more. Okay. You know, I said, I'm, I'm trying to be conservative. Hundreds of millions. Mo, they're probably pouring billions. a billion dollars billions. Into, yeah. into this. They're pouring a billion dollars into this, right? Here in the States, we have the NCAA tournament, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're pouring billions of dollars of betting dollars into that tournament. Whether it was people talked about it or they didn't talk about it. Everyone does an NCAA bracket. 
Mo, the NBA now is doing an in-season tournament. You yep. get it? Yeah. They're hey, Mo, they're doing a play-in game. You get it? Yeah. So, Mo, we can pretend <laughs> all we want. <laughs> and I'm not here to judge anything. I'm just not. It's, it just is what it is. It's, it is what it is. It's like one of those things that you know, no one's talked about it. And now they're talking about it. And then we're like, wait a minute, hold on. This was never before. It's one of those things that we all know about. We knew about it then and we know about it now. And hey, here's what I will say is that it's here. And it's it, it, and 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 you can't hide it anymore because of the um, a, a dollar amount that's being poured into it, and it's they're transparent with it. <laughs> Before, no one talked about it, and now it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to sit here and, and and cry about it now. Like I'm not crying. It's, about it's always it. been. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying, not saying you. Yeah, okay, you're okay. just saying. Let me, let me like, ask you a question. You? Okay. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Sure. Let's say, um, let's say, for example, let's do an example. Um, let's say that this was always, this had always been allowed. And, um, and I'm, tr I'm trying to think of a, think, think of a, a situation that this might happen. Say, say, um, all right, let's just take for argument's sake, the Dallas Mavericks, who we were just talking about earlier on the show. Okay. Say, for example, the, the betting odds for the Dallas Mavericks missing the playoffs this season were, let's say, massive. Massive. They, they must have been massive, right? And someone's gone out there, put a bet. I bet that the Western Conference finalist team coming into the season is going to miss out on the playoffs. And on the commercial for the advert for the for the betting company, you have Jason Kidd and you have Luka Doncic and, and Christian Wood. And now the unlikely happens, which was almost a short thing of them making it to the playoffs. Now they go ahead and miss the playoffs. And they've done all the commercials say, come and bet this company. You've got on the app. The app's told you, you can get 80 to 1 odds on Mavericks missing the playoffs. You've... How's that going to look for the league? That's just my question. How's it going to look? That's what, that's what it is now. Because that's what, it's, that's what it is. Good. So, you're, so you're saying, Mo, so, so what we're saying is it's okay for sports personalities like yourself and and like you and I, we have no impact in, in what happens on the court. So if okay. you were to do an advert okay, for a bank company, okay. you have no control over. So, but, them but, Mo, that's not, but that's not okay. But here it is. Like Mo and I are at the game. Mo and I are talking to the players. Mo and I could strike up a relationship with the player. There, Mo, th this has been going on since the beginning. Like, it, it it's just it just is what it is. So all right, you're you work with a let's say one of the sports beverage companies, and the sports beverage company has a personal relationship with one of the players. He da 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 da. Mo, this goes on and on. You but, but can, how does that impact do. the the integrity of the game? Because of the information of knowing what's going on. 
within those teams. But the information does not impact what happens actually on the court. Okay, that's fine. If you, if you if go you place a bet so. on Luka Doncic is going to miss the final shot of the game. So so like a lot of people do bets now. I bet. I, I don't know how this works. So, 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 so let me give you an example. I don't know how let it me works. give you an example, right? Because yes. I'll give you a real life example. I seen a kid on TikTok post a video. They had bet on the first basket of the game being Spencer Dinwiddie hitting a free throw. Okay. Spencer Dinwiddie goes to the line and misses the first two free throws of the game. Okay. Okay. He had no knowledge of the bet. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, whatever. Not saying that he did. But if he's on the commercial saying, come and bet over here, you click on the app, and the first thing the app says is, bet on Spencer Dinwiddie to make the first free throw of the game, and then he goes out there and misses it. Is there not a damage, uh, an opportunity there to damage the integrity of the game? Well, this app promoted to millions of its customers to bet on this player doing this. So they all place, they put a promotional thing. You get a $20 free bet if you bet $5 on Spencer Dinwiddie hitting the first free throw. And then he comes out and he misses the first free throw of the game. You or I have no control over that happening. The only person that has control over that happening is the player themselves. And if the player themselves have been on the advert saying, place this bet, do you not think that that could damage the integrity of the game? I I can see where you're coming from. I can understand all of that. However, Mo, the league has made a decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The league has made a decision. And you know what? I'm not going to get in the way because it's not my league. <laughs> I don't, it's not my league. They've never asked me. So why am I you know, concerned about something that has nothing to do with me. However, I can see your argument. I understand it. But in the end, business is always going to win out. Yeah. Business is always going to win out. It, 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 that, that's, you know, that's that's the way of the world. It just is what it is. I'm not here to look. It, we live in a world where there's infinite possibilities. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. I definitely hear what you're saying. But I, I want to see if you and I were an owner mm-hmm. and we were going to be one thirtieth of a billion dollar deal. I don't think Mo and his team and his executives would say, no, I'm turning down. <laughs> I don't know. Seventy five million dollars. Well, I would. And the board would vote me off and then I would go and retire <laughs> on the beach somewhere. Yeah. I'd, sell my shares. I'd sell my shares for the billion dollars and then I'll go chill on the beach. Uh, uh, you guys take your gambling money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Because the league, if it's going to continue to grow, where are where are where where, where are these revenues? Yeah, because the TV from? revenue is eventually going to go away one day because people are watching less yeah, and less that's TV. What I'm like, so I, like, like, I, we can I sit it. here and say all these things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, all right, you you do that. All right, I, I'm sure if there was a if there was a competition. However, I think the big thing here is if we're going to continue to grow the game, right? And when they say grow the game, all right, the popularity of the game means what? More revenue for the game, which means what? More money for the league, for the governors, for the players. Okay? If you got a better way, I'm all ears. Until you can give me a better way, I'm not going to sit here and debate on something because it's a it's a business decision. Yeah, yeah. It's no, I it get is. it. Yeah. I, and, and, I get and you it, know what? But- and 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 
listen, when you are, <laughs> these teams are playing the game and they're ran like the businesses they are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what, and, uh, so let's just say, call it what it is. It's, it's professional sports. Let, let me ask you one more question, right? Because this is the thing that I'm not understanding. I think we, uh, we obviously need more information. Well, right? I think you but understand. If, well, I if, think you no, understand. No, no, this is a different thing. I not the bank just, thing. Not the bank okay, thing. This right. is a separate one. If players are now allowed to buy shares in NBA teams, what's stopping LeBron from just buying the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow while he's playing for the Lakers? I, I, what is, like, <laughs> it's, it's not as simple as buy. Like, I... Maybe I'm like, maybe I don't know. These teams are worth billions of dollars. They're worth billions of dollars. Yes. Okay. Like, all right. All right. Who can afford that? Well, the the um, FSG, the group that he's part of that owns Liverpool Football Club, the Boston Red Sox, they can afford that. And he has a stake okay. in that and he's still currently a player. So they can okay, go and so buy an NBA his, team what, tomorrow. What's his, it's one thing to have a stake in something. And it's another thing to have the, the, have the 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 money or the equity or you know what's needed to purchase a team to run a team all right so all right so he's part owner okay what's his percentage what's his percentage like how much money how much equity does he really have into it these are these are like legit questions like okay this guy is an owner okay i i I got 2% ownership. All right. So what's your, what, what, what your name is there? Like, all right. That's one thing. I mean, Jay-Z had what percentage of the Brooklyn Nets did Jay-Z own? I don't know. Depends on who you listen to. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, what does that really mean? Like, I, I, I'm not like the, the things I hear and then the things I verify, it's kind of like such and such sign for $70 million. And I'll read this, you know, reported uh, on Twitter, and then I'll go look at the the actual contract, and I'll be like, oh, oh, okay. Well, Forbes said that Jay Z owned 067 percent, a fifteenth of a percentage. Okay. So, oh no, no, that's so, what okay. Jason so, Kidd took over from Jay Z. Apparently, Jason Kidd bought Jay Z shares. I don't know what it was, but Jay Z said, like, Jay Z said in one of his lyrics, he owned one percent. One percent in a billion more okay. than you ever seen. Still, you want to like it's everyday thing, but okay. So, so I'm saying okay. So you own one percent. All right. Okay. So your name is in the the headlines. The person that owns one percent. What's what are they? What's their influence? I mean, Jay Z had a pretty like, big influence on the Nets moving to Brooklyn and that whole thing there. Okay. Do do we know that or is that what was said? Like, I just want to know. What what is I, I get it when if I'm an owner, of course I want the influence and I want the popular opinion. I get that, I get it. Like I get that. Like it's a, you, we're coming to Brooklyn. Why wouldn't you have Jay Z out there out front? Yeah. But okay. But when you're doing the business and you're making the money, when you're cutting the deals. Okay, now what? Who has the leverage? Now, that's just me. <laughs> I'm just that's asking. Just I'm just asking the questions that people want to know the answers to. I'm just asking well, questions I, here. 
Well, okay. So here, here's the here's the here's the question. The question is, I get it, right? I get it. We live in a generation now where the age of information. So now you 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 read this, however you consume your news, and then all of a sudden that becomes true without ever understanding how it really works. That's why I asked the question. So the the. I don't know a current player today that can afford to buy a team. I don't. I, I don't know that many people that can afford to buy a team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I hear everyone says, you know, like, well, like you're just going to go buy a team. I just got a billion dollars. Okay. Yeah. And I get it. So you put together groups and you finance it. Okay. I get it. I get how they do it. I get how you have the collateral. I get how it all works. I get how you would do it, but I don't know that many people that have that level of leverage to put together a group that could just go buy a team and and retain the majority ownership. All right, maybe, okay. You know, there, there's a few, a few people on the planet that can do that. When I say a few, you know, maybe 20 or so people that can actually do that. But all the other things are you're putting together groups of people. This guy owns 20%. This guy owns 25%. This guy owns 35%. Who's the majority shareholder. If the team doesn't da da da, then the information transfers to this group. Okay. Well, like these things are very complicated. Now I get people's names get thrown into it and, and, being a celebrity, right? Such and such is part of the group. Okay. All right. Sounds good. But, Mo, in the end, unfortunately or fortunately, I you look at it, I peek behind the curtain and I know how those, how those things, I've, and I don't know anything. I've had an opportunity to observe how they really work. Okay. Okay. And the key is you 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 get into these ownership groups however you can. If someone said, BJ, we're going to allow you to get 5% in. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I, I don't care how much how you get in, you get in. Why? Because you get in at 5%. That 5% is 5% of 500,000 when they were buying these teams 12, 15 years ago. Then no. all of a sudden, <laughs> now the same thing 12 years from now is worth 5% of $5 billion. Mm -hmm. Are you, are, are you getting in, getting in these deals so that you can be the owner in a headline or are you getting in this deal because you see an opportunity to grow an asset mm -hmm. that could be worth 10 times that you got into it. That's the business that they're in. Now, all of that other stuff, who cares, really? But <laughs> since we're having this conversation, okay. Because without all of the partners that the NBA is able to attract, without that, Mo, they can't grow these businesses until the billion. Every think about this, Mo. Every team in the league is worth a minimum of a billion dollars. Billion dollars, yeah. Okay. So if you're not in it to grow this thing, what are you doing? So when you start saying, oh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. Well, why are you doing it? 
No. What are you in this for? What are you in it for? Mm. You're in this business. These teams now are at a minimum, at a minimum, worth a billion dollars, each and every one of them. And five years from now, hopefully, they're probably projecting they, they all be worth at a minimum $5 billion. Yep. Now, how are they going to do that, Mo, without the investment of strategic partners to help grow this business? And if you're not in it to do business, Mo, you probably should not be in this business. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want to say about this because that's what it is. So the players will benefit. The governors will benefit. The league will benefit. The fans will benefit. Mo and BJ, who are doing a podcast, will benefit. Every That's what makes this thing go around. And if we don't understand this, then, Mo, let's just get out of the business. <laughs> <laughs> it's the business of professional sports. <laughs> that's how this works. Well, that's wonderful insight. Thank you. As always, BJ. Oh, no. and, uh... thank you, Mo. Thank you, Mo, because... Just reminding us of why we're in this business. I gotta ask the questions. I gotta ask the questions <laughs> that people want to know the answers to. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take us behind the curtain and explain to everyone <laughs> how this really goes down. So um in the business, in the interest of business, we're gonna be back tomorrow with more from the Hoop Genius podcast. <laughs> and uh, if you wanna help this business, all you gotta do is press subscribe. Subscribe, share with a friend, leave a rating and a review, hit the like button, all that good stuff. That's all you got to do. And that helps this yeah. business keep rolling. Oh, Mo, Mo here's the thing. Here's, here, here's professional sports in a nutshell. There's the basketball business. Uh-huh. And then there's the business of basketball. Uh-huh. They go, they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. There's the basketball business, which I love to talk about. There's the basketball business. Let's play. Let's win. I want to see teams compete. Da da da, and all that thing. They win the championship, and then Mo, there's the business of basketball, and they go hand in hand. You can't have professional sports without those two coming together. And when they come together, Mo, it's a magical thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're gonna keep it rolling. We'll see you guys tomorrow <laughs> on another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Don't miss an episode, and most importantly, get buckets. <laughs> <laughs>